everybody! It's death party time! I'm Vanya and Eric is over there, I think. Hello, are you there? H Hello. I it's apparently dev party time. Yes, it is. It's dev party time. Okay. Uh, it's a different kind of party. It's, it's a party, but it's a dev party. So, you know. There is harsh chemicals and poisons, but we just don't drink these. That's yeah, that, that is that is true. We should start doing developer taste tests, though. I've always wanted to try that. Um, I know that someone made a beer. That is and, true. And I mean, I'm assuming that you could probably do like a caffeinol that's drinkable as well. You can drink most caffeinols unless you put something crazy like potassium bromide into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Neat. You, you're not gonna enjoy it, but you can. I mean, you could technically drink any of these, but you probably yeah. shouldn't. I probably wouldn't suggest it. No. But we when don't. we did do caffeinol, I was using the crystals and making coffee on the side. Okay. If you couldn't tell. <laughs> you I, couldn't I tell don't, by that I, episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so here we yes. are. We're going to develop. We're going to develop. Super stoked. <laughs> you, you should be super stoked. What are you developing? I am developing Fuji Pro H. Okay. Uh, it's a roll of 120 that I shot in the RB67 when I went to um, Animal Farm, which is the name of the pool. Okay. And I have some slide film. I mean, I have some slide developer that I actually just mixed like a week or so ago. So I ended up just mixing the C41 out of my kit and keeping the Blix um, and just reusing the one that I'm using for slide because why would I need to mix two Blixes? I don't know. I don't think two Blixes make a negative. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to be funny. I'm not. Well, sorry. I, well, better luck next time. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of what I got going on over, over here on this side. What, what are you doing? Well, I am doing, I'm doing a, a weird film that I'm testing. It is Plus X, which is not weird. It is discontinued, but is not weird. But it is Plus X aerial film that comes from a roll of five inches by possibly 500 feet or something like that. And it is perforated, like 35 millimeter film, but it's four by five. It's cut down to four by five. It is oh, five inches like the tall. Oh, color Shanghai. Uh, like the color Shanghai in um, in one twenty, that's cut down from seventy millimeter. This is cut down from you know five inches, or well, I guess a thousand feet or so. I didn't do it. It's testing for somebody, and uh, I've shot it before and developed it before, and it's okay. I'm not a big Plus X fan, so we'll see how this works out. Okay, so you, you've already done one roll. You've tested it. Did you adjust anything to make these sheets different? Um, well, sort of. I was told nothing about how to develop it, so I naturally developed it using the Ansel method, which, if you're unfamiliar with the Ansel method, I just had somebody message me this morning asking about it. It is HC110, 1 plus 90 for 18 minutes. Ansel Adams apparently used that for all, quote-unquote, modern emulsions at a certain point. I don't know when. I don't know if it's apocryphal. Who knows? But I was also told by somebody that the Plus X aerial film can be developed like any other Plus X film. Same formulas and all of that. And they were correct. 
I developed it in Rodanol 1 plus 25 for nine minutes, and that's what I'm going to be doing with this one, and I enjoyed the results. I will talk more on this in a bit. Perfect. I'm going to pour in my C41. Yeah, I think I'm going to pour out the pre-soak. And perfect, oh no, the perfect 102 Ooh, perfect. Fahrenheit temp. All right, let's add the developer. Again, Rodanol 1 plus 25. Set my timer for nine minutes, which seems like a long time. I guess that's what plus X was, unless I'm horribly, horribly mistaken. Nine minutes? Yeah, seems like a long time for 1 plus 25, but those were my notes. The notes never lie. Well, uh, if it's correct, yeah. I'm just gonna give you a quick rundown of plus X. It is discontinued. It was introduced in 1938. Uh, it was it was called the fastest film of the uh, the fastest film on the market, which at the time it was. It was like a hundred, I think a hundred ISO or whatever they were calling it then, ASA. It sold for 95 cents a roll, which sounds great till you do the math. With inflation, that's $29. Oh my god. Yeah, $29 for a roll of black and white. And we thought that it was expensive now. Maybe we yeah. need to think about inflation prices a little bit more. How about it? Um, when it was on the market, when it first was introduced, it was, it was seen as finer grain than Panatomic which we'll be talking about Panatomic and Panatomic X next next dev party. But that was a fine-grained film that was actually kind of chunky because they were still trying to get their shit together. Then they released Panatomic X and things got as things got finer grained. But this is a fine-grained, this Plus X is a fine-grained film, and it is ideal for all-around snap shooting. Ooh, I like snap yeah. shooting. I love snap shooting too. This um, my my experience with Plus X is that it's a little dull and flat, but that's probably more user error than Plus X error. Mm. It was discontinued in 2011. Had a good run, but again, this is not just regular Plus X. This is aerial film. I see. Yes. Okay, doing some agitation well, here. Thank you so much for the short history of uh, Plus X. <laughs> very, very short history of Plus X. It's, it's <laughs> it existed and now it doesn't. I mean, it's a great Plus X. Uh, anything with an X is awesome. I don't know. Uh, my surfboard shaper, Mike, his brand of surfboards used to be called Brand X, and I ask him all the time if he still has like the old like stencil sticker from like I think it was in the 80s yeah because I told him next board I want I want the brand X on <laughs> my surfboard <laughs> well I don't know what Kodak used the X to signify because they used it a lot I mean you have plus X you have tri X you've got double or uh, double X yeah double X um, the, the motion picture film you've got super X. XX and I don't know what the X means. Pantomic X. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> some of these films definitely is going to message you and tell you. I hope I'm so. Sure. Some of these films were exist. Some of these films existed in forms prior to the X being placed. Like Panatomic was Panatomic, and then they added the X. Panatomic X. But most of them, like Tri X, there was no Tri. Doesn't make any sense. So I don't know what the X means. But if you do know. Please let me know, because that's the kind of thing I'm interested about. I don't know why I'm interested in it, but you know I am. 
You don't think it's like a Roman numeral thing, is it? It is not. This is not the tenth of anything, no. Okay. Nope. Well, that's... I suppose it could mean extra. Definitely look that up. Yeah. So you had something to say about a Polaroid pack that you got recently? Yeah. Hold on, let me set my Blix timer for eight minutes for some reason with this uh, Sinistel kit. But honestly... I've always had good luck with these kits. I yeah. know that, you know, the it's not as um, cheap as some other ones. I'll I'll try any of them. Of course. Honestly, I, I, I don't really prefer any, but yeah, Blix for eight minutes, so that's what I'm doing right now. Awesome. Um, so what about this uh, Polaroid thing? Okay, so my friend Joe sent me a two boxes of this uh new 55 it's the uh 4x5 black and white instant film that they did a uh kickstarter like a million years ago i wasn't shooting 4x5 then so i didn't actually back the project uh and i would i just it was it's always been interesting to me but it was like oh i'm gonna have to invest in getting that specific type of Polaroid back and I just don't have that so it was just something I didn't do well Joe was uh cleaning out his garage and he's like hey <laughs> I'm gonna send you a package and I was like no <laughs> because he does this and it's very sweet but I always feel like can I like pay for shipping or something and he's like nope nope just let me do it so I got a bunch of goodies, different types of uh, expired color film and black and white. He's the one that actually gave me the Panatomic X120 that we'll do on the dev party. So thank you so much if you listen. He gave me two boxes. One, the boxes itself come with five units in it. Okay. And I have one unopened with five. And then I have another one that's open with three left. What is a unit in this case? Just one picture. One so sheet, it's essentially? One, one sheet okay. with a print and the negative. Okay. So um, I ended up watching a YouTube video about it, and it was actually, you know, pretty pretty handy. Yeah. But I wanted to hear from other people and if they had any, like, <laughs> anything to, you know, add to it. And... It was really funny because most people were like, oh, you should watch Nick Carver's video on YouTube, which I did. And that was the one that was the video that I watched. Um, That's one of my favorite videos of his because he (laughs) kind of goes through the motions of developing the negative in the field in the back of his truck. And they're like bees swarm him. And then at the end, he ends up forgetting to close his shutter before pulling the slide oh no all done oh absolutely (laughs) and you just see it in his face and it's the like camaraderie like you're just like yeah i i know your pain and i'm so thankful for you like showing this because it was just like it just felt so real uh if you haven't seen any of his videos they're actually like really to me they're very interesting i like to watch them i don't know how he does such a great job videoing himself i would i i can't do that but it's great (laughs) i'm glad he does it because i don't want to uh so as far as this i just got a ton of like watch his video and then also 
basically like, yeah, good luck. I wasted all my money on it. None of them came out. Uh, shoot for the negative was a good one. Okay. But for the most part, like, don't expect anything. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's good advice with old Polaroid. <laughs> and it was like, every, I got probably like 15 messages about it, maybe mm-hmm. more. And that's a lot. Usually, I don't, I feel like when I ask questions, I get like a couple people answering, but I got so many people answering this and I was like there's something here so I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna do about this but I feel like something needs to be done because it is it was just so funny and how everybody was like yeah like good luck (laughs) (laughs) enjoy I I enjoyed that very very much so yeah guys I am gonna try to I'm gonna bring some up on my trip and try try to shoot some I'm not going to develop the negatives, I think, in the field. I think I'm just going to put them, I'm going to shield them right away and put them in a dark place. And when I come home, I'll develop them. You could develop the negatives separately. Do you know, is that the stuff that was rumored to be Pentatomic X? I don't know. I think actually it's, fi- I, you fix it. I still have, it's not developed. I think you just fix and wash because obviously the developer develops the sheet. But a I lot see. of people say that it's like you shoot, you kind of have to either shoot for the print or you have to shoot for the negative. You can't Makes really sense. get, you can't really get both. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll give me plenty of, like when I'm awkwardly alone in some random place off the side of the road by myself, I'll be like, okay, this is the time. <laughs> To figure this shit out. <laughs> so yeah, that's just that's my little story. As far as the new fifty five, I I probably should have done more research to see if they um, still make it. I'm not sure if they do or not. I know a lot okay. of people kind of were complaining that it was really expensive, um, but like all things, I think people don't really understand how much time and money it takes to develop new products kind of the same as the um the one instant stuff i know it's right. really expensive but trying to produce something <laughs> is uh it's not an easy thing so yeah that is, that's true it is true it would be nice though if it's a little bit more consistent as far as uh, what the results look like yeah these sheets say iso 50 uh, so I'll probably shoot the first one at 25, and then we'll go from there. It's a good place to start. I think so. Have you ever shot anything like that before? N- no, I've never never shot anything like that at all, actually. Hmm. Um, kind of a bummer. Be interesting to do, but no, never done it. Uh, I guess you won't have them in time for futures, but... Uh, I you guess I could sh- actually shoot one off in the backyard for funsies, I guess. It's true, you could. I wouldn't waste it, though. I mean... But you can. If you do... That's the thing. I think everybody kind of gave me the, like, idea that, like, probably I have... I have eight. I'm going to say I might get two out of the eight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for two. <laughs> I think that's reasonable. I think so. Uh, and what what step are you at in developing right now? I 
am about 14 seconds from dumping my Blix. Okay. You? I uh, just started fixing. Nice. Yes. So, since I'm fixing anyway, do you think we should answer the question from last episode? As, as long as everybody wants to hear it. <laughs> I think they do. Oh, I'm, I'm, do they, they? they're up at night. <laughs> Thinking, oh gosh, I wish they would just answer the question already. Answer it. So the question was, essentially, what physical material thing of photography uh, is is dearest to you? Do you enjoy the most? Do you love the most? Hmm. You remember that question? Yeah, I don't remember what my answer was though. So how about you go first <laughs> so I can try to remember it? Okay. <laughs> so not. my favorite physical photography possession, the one that I won't get rid of, I, I think, and this is following on the heels of that episode is the RB67, the MME RB67. It's become such a part of what I shoot, of how I shoot, that I don't know that I could really shoot, I could shoot without it, obviously, but for a long period of time, I did a hike last weekend where I didn't bring it, and it was it was nice not hiking with a seven-pound boat anchor around your neck, but it was also it felt like something was missing and that something was a seven pound boat anchor around my neck. I was uh, not hurt in the next day. So that was cool. But I also didn't have any, any RB pictures and that was sort of a bummer. I, I'm, I'm, I missed the RB. I missed the RB. So that's mine. I know it seems silly and like we, we just talked about it, but that's mine. How about you? Yes. Yeah, I don't know how to answer this because what I want to say is the um, the century the century uh, wood guillotine type stand that I that I have that I sure. dragged into my car. Yeah, <laughs> <by> absolutely. <myself. laughs> um, it's it's big. It's in my I think it's in my living room right now. Yeah, uh-huh. it kind of moves around the house, which is kind of fun too. But it's. It's a, it's the same one that I saw when we were in Kansas at a very, very old uh, camp, like photo studio that was like three generations of photographers, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, And they had, they had an old one in the back with the camera on it, and I just walk into my house, and I'm like, oh yeah, I live in a fucking museum. <laughs> I have this like big stand, and yeah, it's ridiculous and like massive, but... I like to look at it and I look at it on a daily basis and kind of just like it, it keeps me in awe of, of how far photography has gone in, uh, in so many different ways. And, uh, it's just like a little special piece of history that I somehow was able to afford. Old things really excite me. I really like, old equipment, uh, like the, the Roloflex, uh, the Rolly Marine is yes. another thing that is like, like, I feel bad cause I'm totally going to use it, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe not often, but I really do. Cause I feel like it's, it's, it's meant to be to meant to be used, but also it probably should be in a museum. Uh, speaking of, I have an update about that, you guys. So 
My new BFF, Wolf, from Germany, just sent me a package with new gaskets, new O-rings, everything that I need for the Rolly Marine. I am fucking ecstatic. I am so excited. <laughs> so the Rolly Marine is a large metal and glass bubble that goes around a Rolleiflex TLR. So you can take the Rolleiflex TLR in the water. Yep. Yes. That's, that's exactly it. It's ridiculous. Beautiful. It's going to sink me to the bottom of the ocean, and I am all for it. I'm so excited. <laughs> it is exciting. And what, what is also exciting is this next commercial that you'll be listening to. Uh, we'll be right back after that. The Transformers will return after these messages. Everybody needs a Yugo sometime. I bought my Yugo because now I can afford a brand new car. I think it's fun to drive and it beats my old carpool. I like the rack and pinion steering in the front wheel drive. We wanted a dependable second car. And this Yugo's just what we need. The 87 Yugo GV is still only $39.90. Call 1-800-USA-YUGO for the dealer nearest you. Everybody needs a Yugo sometime. We now return to the Transformers. Welcome back. <laughs> um, I guess we are all rinsed up. And are you ready to pull your uh, negatives? See if you've got them. Yeah, let's do it. You first. Okay. Yeah, looking good. Spacing is just superb. Perfect, of course. This was RB67. Well exposed. I got some some grinds. I'm happy about that. It's it's always a little hard to kind of guess what what they're doing sometimes and sometimes I even ask them like hey what are you gonna do like yeah. oh, okay like third third run I'm gonna like hit this I'm like okay thank you as I don't have one of those um those fancy cameras that have all those um 30 shots per second bullshit I have one shot <laughs> so yeah <laughs> looks like Looks like I got a couple of fun ones. I'm excited to share. They look they look good. I was a little worried about the 400 speed because it was like high noon. I don't know why. Sometimes I struggle with the with 400 ISO, um, and I think it's just because I have to go like f16 or higher. And sometimes I feel like my pictures are a little flat. Yeah, uh, of course. So yeah, I'm interested to see what these look like. And what about your sheets? What you got? Well, I've got I've got negatives. I also Ooh. in my notes I have that uh, the side B of holder thirty five is a fuck up. Okay, fine. Uh oh. Yeah, it's fine. I, I knew that was coming. Also, side A is also a fuck up. Oh no, that's the yeah. worst. <laughs> Fortunately, however, holder thirty six is um, looking pretty good. I have Yay! I have useful and usable negatives of well one is of um, uh, is of Grand Coulee Dam and the other I'm pulling it right now is of 
Uh, Grand Coulee Dam again. Ooh. It's a closer shot. Imagine that. Closer shot. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Because this film is perforated, I do have to take care of how it dries because sometimes, uh, look, any perforation, you kind of need to get the water out from the, the perforations. It's easy to do that in 35, but you never think of it in 4x5. And by perforations, you mean sprocket holes, right? I do indeed. Okay. Cool. So, hard to say how these will turn out in uh, the scan. So, why don't we forage ahead, forage? Forge ahead into the future and see what we've got. Sounds good. Hello, welcome to the futures. Welcome to the future. We, uh, welcome to s- the future. Welcome uh. to the future. Yeah. So we have some photos we uh, that we're going to look at. That's hell that's yeah. Very exciting. I think we'll start with mine since since we're we're here and we're starting with mine. So this is the first couple of photos I took of a project that I'm starting that I will be talking a little bit about next Dev Party episode. Uh, peek behind the curtain. We re- recorded these backwards and my brain is all twisted around. <clears throat> More than usual. So this is of an overlook uh, at uh, Grand Coulee Dam. And the, the first one, which is a, a wider shot, that was, uh, as best as I could, replicates a photo I took a decade ago from that same mm-hmm. spot. Al- almost the same spot. It's as close as I could get. And... The second one is the same exact spot with a longer lens. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it's It looks so distorted and weird. It's a really weird look to it. I took it with yeah. another emulsion that I like better, but this is this is what it is. Hmm. Yeah. It looks like something you would see in an old book oh. about the dam. It has kind of that that vibe to it. Well, it looks, well, the top one, I agree. Uh, but the bottom one, it really has almost like, like it's almost like there's a lot of heat rising up and it's kind of waving, you know, like the, the light bends because of the heat. And it has that sort of feel to it. And the bridge kind of looks very tilt shifty, which is, it wasn't, it was shot with a graph lock, So there's no, no chance oh, of tilt trippy. shifting. Yeah, it does look mini. Like the bridge looks uh, super tiny. It does, it does. So I'm pretty, I'm, I'm basically happy with that. Okay. Um, the star of the show is, as, as I mentioned before, that the film is perforated, has sprocket holes, like 35 millimeter film. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and they're tiny sprocket holes too. Well, no. They're oh. regular size sprocket holes. <laughs> that's just big film. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it looks tiny compared to the film. You're just like, oh my God, they look like little, just itty bitty tiny mm-hmm. Baby. Same, same exact, I'm pretty sure it's the same exact size. They're really, really, really close. And is this, um, you know how like sometimes they say with movie film, it's kind of a rounded edge, uh, the sprocket holes, you can tell like if it's like what kind of film it is. Mm-hmm. So what is- These what are is regular, this? still still film sprocket, sprocket holes. holes. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't going through the the um, camera or the back essentially very quickly. It was mm. five inches of film, so that bears that re- it deserves a little bit of explanation. So 
I always wondered, always, from when I was a little kid, I wondered what was the difference between regular film and aerial film? Always. I mean, I asked kindergarten teachers, nobody knew. And I still, honestly, I don't know. That's the thing. I, I don't know. I looked and looked and looked. And as best as I can tell, it's roughly the same emulsion with potentially a bit more red, like red uh, sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And that's to cut through the haze. So if it's a little hazy, it ends up looking the same. The gotcha. big difference is in size. This is four by five, but they didn't shoot it as four by five. They shot it in a roll back, like you would have for the RB67 or okay. the, the Hasselblad or whatever, but it was big. It was a huge rollback. It was five inches. They also made them in nine and a half inches. And mm. what blew my mind is they apparently still use them because mm. you're getting basically eight by 10 film on a roll and that has better resolution than anything digital we've got now. Wow. I guess. And I have I have a hard time believing that, but that's what I've been reading. Hmm. It's just, it's there's something about it that doesn't seem quite right. But honestly, I, I, I guess, you know, it's yeah. with really fine grain film. Comes fine grain responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does. It does. So- Aerial film was researched prior to World War One, but it really came into its own in World War One, which was like 19, 19 early 1900s. 10? Well, 1907. No, it was a little later than that. The first, the first camera dedicated to aerial film was the K1, which was 1917, and it was used mostly, probably exclusively, by the United States Signal Corps. And the Signal Corps, well, dated back probably before the Civil War. They were the ones that wove the flags around. Uh, between wars, Kodak started producing Super XX and Tri-X in aerial versions. And at some point, probably in the 30s, they made the switch from nitrate film to just regular film. Plus X didn't apparently become an aerial film until 1957. And that one had an ISO of 80, which I, th- I don't think, I, I think regular plus X is 125, I think. And one of the things that they were doing at that point was they were hardening the emulsions so that they could be developed in 85 degrees. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess a little faster, I guess, but I don't know. Well, no, when we developed this plus X, it took nine and a half minutes in really strong rotenol, which is slow. So I guess, yeah, I guess hardening the emulsion makes it develop faster, or at least gives the ability for it to develop to be developed faster. It's also, they, they got thinner and thinner bases, like the, the plastic that is the film that got thinner and thinner. The, the last time that I could find that they introduced a new aerial film was 2010, and that was a Plus X film. It is available in sizes, I, and I think is now still available in sizes up to 2,000 2, feet, a, a roll of 2,000 feet. And that is up to nine and a half inches. I wonder how much that costs. A lot. It costs a lot of money. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, it, they say they still make it and they say, I guess they is like weird message boards, but the, but the posts were from, you know, 2021 was the latest post I found about it. Oh, cool. And you know, the cranky old guys 
are cranky old guys, but they do tend to know what they're talking about when it comes to this, specifically this stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there we go. That's aerial film. Kind of the same as regular film, but also a little different. So I was vamping so that Vanya could upload the pictures that she was going to show. Now that she has caught up, what are the pictures you're going to show? Well, since you did two, I did two, two. Okay. (laughs) Two, two. I was going to do four, but I botched two of them. Yeah, uh, we'll just be matchers. Okay. Uh, So I picked these two um, because I really like them, but I also am very uh, bummed that I cut people's heads off. But I think the point was that I was trying to get the grind. Yeah, that makes sense. If, if I had panned over just a tiny bit, it would have been like the most perfect shot. But I'm always a little bit nervous about how much coping is showing. And I wanted to make sure that I got the important stuff. So these two photos are the important stuff. Um, the first one is Salba doing a frontside grind over the light. And you can see his trucks like on the pool coping. Uh, it was a 50-50, which means both trucks were on it. And he's like now going down. It's just fabulous. It's, I love it so much. Cool. It would be obviously better if his face was in it. But sure. I really, I think he would probably really like this shot too. I don't know. <laughs> and then the other one is Ozzy. And it looks like he's got his back trucks. Uh, and he's just coming down. So I looks like I was probably a quarter of a second too late for this shot. Okay. Again, it's, I'm shooting with an RB and this is pool skating and it's, it's pretty fast. So you kind of have to. <laughs> the, R- yeah. <laughs> the RB isn't the fastest camera in the world. No. Uh, it's also no, not the best camera to use for sports. Unless I guess if you have a prism finder, have you thought about putting a prism finder on it and shooting it that way? I have a prism finder for it. Have you thought about shooting uh, pole skating in that fashion? No, because I like I don't want to I don't want it up above my like I guess it I guess I could squat down, mm-hmm. but it's just really nice and steady, and I don't know I'm just used to it. Okay, I guess You're- I could try. It might it might help, but honestly, at that point, it's like I might as well get a tripod. That's true. Uh, so. Here's something I should know. Did did Mamiya make a prism finder that was waist level? Because there's no reason it couldn't be. Yes. I'm pretty sure I've seen one before, but okay. mine is like 500 pounds. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always going to be. Wait, they didn't, they never tried to make it light. Okay. The Hasselblad prism finder that I let you use, yes. that you don't use. I did not care for it. It's double the size of that. And it's about like, it's probably just as heavy, if not heavier. Oh, it's yeah. insane. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, it was actually given to me. Silvio gave it to me for free because it was a crack in the in the glass inside, which oh, right. does not no. do anything, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it's just not in pristine condition. But yeah, it works, but I don't really use it very often. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try. We'll see. <laughs> Give it a shot. I would, I'd, I've never seen one. Yeah. I've never seen one. This same day, though, I brought my Graflex Super D, and I shot a couple shots with the with four by five uh, Probia, oh. 
100 as well. And one shot came out really good. And that is a sports camera. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can shoot one thousandth of a second. Now, my lens on the RB only goes up to like 400. Yeah. So I'm pretty limited. But the Graflex has a bigger range of speeds. It does. It has quite a, quite a number of speeds. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking here and and yes, they did do a prism finder for the RB67 that angles downwards. Mm-hmm. So no, and they also did one that was is straight down. So you can you can do it. You can I've get seen one. the straight down ones before. Those are pretty neat. Yeah, it's 150 bucks. It's not it's not horrible Mm-mm. if that's what you want to do. And that could that would be so weird because you're and you could take it off and start a fire too. You probably could. That'd be so weird shooting that because it would be not backwards. I, one of the main reasons why I like the RB is how big the focusing screen is. And it's, it's a simple camera to, to shoot waist level. Yeah, yes, it it's heavy, yeah. but the screen is huge compared to anything. Roloflex, yeah. Yashica mats, mm-hmm. uh, anything that's waist level is so much tinier. So, eh. It'd be fun. I don't think I will try it, but it'll be fun. I mean, I've taken... I've taken the eye, the waist level off and put it on a tripod because I wanted it up higher. And then I just shielded the glass to see. Yeah, because um, the, the, the chimney well. sticks up so high. I've done yeah. that on the RB and on- We're both pretty short. We so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think this is my last roll of Fuji uh, 400. Is this the stuff they don't make anymore? I'm pretty sure I it is. No, I mean, let's just, it, yes. It, yeah, it makes whatever. more sense to just say, yes, it's the stuff that Fuji doesn't make anymore because they probably don't make any film anymore. Who knows? I'm pretty happy. Cool. I shot a lot of film that day. Um, yeah. I'm still doing dev parties on it. So yeah. That's true. You did. This is our third one, I think. Yeah. In, in then, order. I think second one for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Let's send it back. Let's do that. Let's go back to the past. Okay, hi. Thank you, Futures. Yes. Always good to hear from you. Many thanks. That means I'm still alive, so that's a plus. <laughs> Isn't it? It is so reassuring to know that you're really still alive. Is. It's such a good feeling to know you're still alive. It's really one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. Well... I believe that takes care of everything we were planning on saying. Yeah, I think it was a pretty successful dev party, honestly. Well, for you it was. For me, it was a 50% success or failure rate, depending on how you want to shake that tree, I guess. I see. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. It's it's always fun. I'm excited to see what the photos look like. Um, futures, you guys already know. We do not. So yeah, don't tell um, us yet. Don't tell yeah, yet. This is come on. Don't spoiler alert. So thank you so much for listening to our babble. We will see you next week for the finale, the grand finale of the season, where we will be doing grand finale like things. Can't wait to figure out what that is. <laughs> so thank Same. you again for listening. Uh, We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.